0: Brookside Financial Advisors LLC and Brookside Tax and Financial Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax, and I have a co-host here, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony?
0: I'm doing great, Chris. I've had a great week. Just a uh... You know, enjoyed the three-day weekend uh, last week and have had a busy week so far this week. Trying to cram, uh, you know, a lot of days' work into just four is what I'm trying to do this week. How about you?
1: Yeah, same thing, a busy weekend last week. Uh, if I'm not sure I can say this, but I think I'm golfed out. Really? Yeah, I, I played, never... Thursday, played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You know, so you're
0: kidding. I never thought I'd hear you say that, but yeah. you played every day.
1: Yeah. So actually, I played twice on Sunday. So yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know, we do these shows on uh, Thursday, so it's already four days. So or three days. So uh, you know, maybe this afternoon. So
0: oh no. <laughs> Well, uh, beyond that, you're probably keeping busy with other things. Uh, yeah, I know they had a lot of had hard work. A, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's true. You even uh, moved a bunch of dirt this weekend, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife uh, put me to work. I'd better better off staying home and hiring someone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was all good. But uh, you know, recently we've been getting a lot of questions. Maybe because of what's going on the coronavirus and stuff, people are a little more attuned to uh, their estate planning stuff, uh, whether it's power of attorneys or healthcare documents or, hey, I need to get something in place. God forbid something happens unexpectedly. So I thought maybe we could talk about that. I know we, we have a package here we call our peace of mind package. So, so we will uh, do that for clients, you know, when they're not ready to do their full-blown Estate plan. It's at least it's a stopgap for them. So maybe we can we can uh, talk about that today.
0: Sure, I think that's great. In fact, you know, my wife's family is going through that right now. Um, her uh, sister, or brother, because her father is um, has some recent health concerns, and they found out he had cancer, and he's not doing so well. He's not handling the chemo well, but. The the point is, is he had nothing set up, right? And he's really one of these stoic people, doesn't like to talk about it. And um, they're trying to get things set up. And her sister, who's really a take charge, great person, uh, said, you know, we need to get a power of attorney and a medical power of attorney. And he said, oh, no, my my brother said her, her dad, my wife's dad said, no, no, I've heard that you, you know, on a power of an attorney, I don't want to give anyone that. That's really bad. Like.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's different power of attorneys. There's, uh, ones for medical, you know, the healthcare ones. Um, a lot of States have them, those standardized. We have one in Ohio that's standardized, uh, primarily sure. because you know, us attorneys used to draft all our own. And then you know in the heat of the battle the doctors are like i don't have time to read this and send it up to legal you know i need to operate
0: <laughs> so right well so healthcare care power of attorney is one thing and i think they've got to convince but what about yeah. financial power of attorney? so
1: financial power of attorney there are um there is a generic one in ohio we don't use that one um because we ours is much more thorough than that one so there probably are some generic ones out there but I have to caution you on generic things like any anything is that it's not necessarily what's in the document, it's what's not in the document that might be important. Um, ah, okay. I think we talked about this uh, some yeah, shows we ago Yeah. where a client had a power attorney and didn't have the power to sell the real estate and then the, the sister uh, got ill and she wasn't able to sell the house um, because she couldn't sign off on the real estate transfer, yeah. so... So it's important to, you know, go to someone who knows what they're doing. You know, I don't, I wouldn't go to necessarily a divorce attorney to get this done, right? You want to go to an estate planning attorney. Um, so our peace of mind package basically gives people, um, and let's talk about what's in it and then why why we're doing it. Sure. It'll give you your basic will, you know, for the husband and wife or spouses. Uh, so, you know, the will is like when I die, this is all my stuff. Who's getting it? Who Who's going to be in charge, right? So... I, most of them typically will say, look, Tony, you die. Everything goes your wife. You're both going to go to the kids. If The kids aren't adults. You're going to pick a guardian. And you also have to pick an executor who's going to actually administer all this stuff. So the executor's job is to gather up all your assets, wherever they may be. Um, and then, uh, pay all your creditors first. And then when, when those are all paid, then whatever's left distributed according to whatever your will says. So so the, those are easy enough, but it those are time consuming. You know, it's, it's cheap on the front end um, because, you know, they're a few hundred dollars uh, to get them done. But on the back end, it's much more expensive when you got to go through the probate process. But for a stopgap for people to say, look, I just need something right now and then we'll get to it later. It might be a solution. Um, so, you know, it's Sometimes it works fine and, it, and it's, you know, probate's not always the nightmare that people claim it to be. I mean, there are, there are some instances where probate works better than uh, non-probate. So for instance, we've had cases where here in Ohio, we have uh, something called the transfer and death affidavit for real estate, which says, uh, like you and your wife found it together. And then when you're both gone, um, you're leaving it to your kids, All right? So, and if you do that affidavit, that doesn't have to go through probate. It just gets uh, filed and then, uh, the kids would then, uh, record a copy of the death certificate and they own the property. Sounds easy enough, except when you leave it to four kids who have four spouses and they want to oh. sell, and they want to sell, <laughs> yeah. and they want and they want to sell the property. Oh. So, you know, they have what a poten- mess. potentially eight people have to sign off on that deed. And look, you can't get eight people agreed to go to a restaurant to go to. So if one one of them says, you know, we're selling the house for 200 grand and the other one's shaking his fist and I think we could get 202 and they don't sign, you know, it's a mess. So sometimes in probate, that would be easy. Look, the executor's going to sell whatever the fair market value they think it is and sell it and then distribute the proceeds. So sometimes uh, probate is uh, a good mechanism. And probate is, you know, probate's also overseen by the court. So they're going to ensure that the... Executor is going to follow the wishes of, of the will and not going to abscond with the money. So, there are some benefits going into probate. So, but, um, but lately we've been getting cases. Uh, we had a couple of people pass away um, in the last few weeks and nothing to do with the coronavirus. Just, you know, people pass from time to time. Can't, mom and dad said they had a will, but we can't find the will. Oh, you know, um, what do we do now? So, you know, there is, yeah, a procedure, you hear about it, that a lot. Yeah. And because, you know, especially the generation ahead of us, they're so guarded. They don't want to tell the next generation anything. It's true. You know, so so in that situation, if you can't, find, you know, places look, obviously, are safe deposit boxes, um, wherever they keep their papers, maybe who the family attorney was, maybe he has it, uh, you know, oftentimes we keep the originals um, because people tend to lose them. So, uh, we've been getting more and more away from that, but I, I'm kind of revisiting that and thinking maybe we should keep them um, because I, I get too many phone calls that they can't find the original will. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Now we could use a copy, but then that's uh, that's a whole other procedure, and, and you know, we have to call witnesses and things like that. But uh, yeah, and, you know the the presumption that is, if you can't find the original will, that they may have tore it up.
0: Yeah. If okay. you want to <laughs> make sure you lose something. Give it to me in physical form and tell <laughs> and tell me it's important. So, so yeah, it's just it never fails.
1: So here, um, I'm sure every state has a statute. It's called descent and distribution, which says, look, if you die without a will, this is where who's getting your stuff, right? So, you know, normally it'll say it's going to go to the spouse and the children. If you don't have a spouse or children, then it's going to go most likely back up to your parents. If your parents aren't alive, then it would go out to brothers and sisters, right? So there's there's a, a pecking order of who's going to get the your assets. And look, if you had nobody in your family tree left, then it would go to the state, but that that's very very rare. So, mm. um, so um, people have called up and said, okay, so what do we do? We have to go through this process. Well, if you don't have a will, you know, we got to submit it to the probate court. Then we have to get somebody appointed. And we have to convince the judge that you're the right person to be appointed because uh, you know that if the judge doesn't often want to take the risk that whoever applied to be appointed is capable of doing that job. It's not it's not necessarily an easy job, and it's it's pretty detail oriented. You know, you got to keep track of every, I'll say, every penny. But you know, this account ad, When we first gathered up all the assets, it was $237,243.67. At the end of the day, you have to account for where all that money went. So, okay, we spent money on the funeral. We spent money on here. We spent money on there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it had to go somewhere. You either paid bills or you distributed it to, you know, the heirs. So there's there can't be any missing money. So if there's you know a hundred grand missing, it's like uh, well what I don't know. Somebody absconded with. So oftentimes um, in situations like that, the judge may appoint the attorney because you know they have control over us if we do something wrong. Um, but oftentimes too, they could appoint the you know the spouse or the son or daughter or something like that. Someone close. To, you know if there there's. Family relationship, they may appoint them to. Um, so, but we really don't want to go down that path because we may have to post a bond, and bonds are expensive. You know, bonds are there for the possibility that the person who's appointed absconds with the money, right? There's a bunch of money in this estate, and all of a sudden, there's money missing. So then there was a, there you know there's a bonding company there to replace the money, but then you know there's lawsuits for, to recover the money and all that kind of stuff too. So really don't want to go there. So the other important documents though are the the power of attorney is very important for especially for financial affairs because if you're not capable of signing your own name anymore either not physically or mentally, you know if you are incoherent now or you have a point where you what we call you've lost legal capacity you're you can't sign it i mean physically you might be able to sign a document but you can't sign the document legally so um, so if you're diagnosed with you know dementia and you're you know you're pretty far gone you can't legally sign a contract
0: yeah yeah
1: sounds good right so even if you physically could sign the contract it it doesn't matter so you need to appoint someone and then, because if you don't appoint someone then we end up in the probate court and have to get a whole guardianship proceeding yeah, not good. to watch over you. And, and then we have to get a guardian appointed. There's two guardians, one for the person and one for the money. Could be the same person, but sometimes it's not. So it may be somebody's watching what we call the ward and then somebody's watching the money. So, but that's time consuming. You know, and it's so easy to avoid it. Just, you know, come in and get your docs done. Um, we're actually going to, have a splash page on our website where people can, and we're gonna we're gonna launch it for first responders too. That we're gonna do some of these documents for free, um, especially the healthcare documents where they need to make medical decisions. We'll have a, a generic one out there for them where they can just, uh, you know, PDF and put their names in and things like that. So we're we're, we're that should be up in about a week on our website. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the other documents are, you know, they're just vitally important because again, if you don't do it, you're going to end up in the probate court. And it, look, probate court's expensive. It's not, everyone thinks it's the probate fees that are expensive. The fees in probate court are, you know, a few hundred dollars. The time is paying us attorneys. Look, I got to leave my office. I got to drive downtown. I got to park. I got to walk to the courthouse. I got to, wait for the hearing, which is never on time. So, you know, I might be down there, I might be gone a half a day wow. to do a 15 minute hearing. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, so, you know, and, and we don't even have a busy city. I mean, if you're in Chicago or L.A. and, and traffic's two hours to get somewhere, you know, you think of the, the attorney, like when he leaves his office or she leaves his office to go to court for you, that's your dollar. Because you know, I could be working on I could be working on something else in my office, right? So, um, it's it, again, it gets very time consuming and expensive, and it's and it's such e- so easily avoidable, but people hate talking about this topic. I
0: yeah, in all, fact, yeah, actually, I can think of an exact uh, example of that. Uh, my father-in-law, my wife's dad, uh, <laughs> has cancer, and he's not able uh, to care for himself, but he didn't have any medicals of power of attorney, and his wife has. Uh, dementia. So, I mean, that's not good. That's not a good situation. So legal.
1: Yeah. So legally, like the wife cannot sign the document right now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So there's also, if you're, you know, you could put some protections in your power of attorney. Um, You could even do something called limited power of attorneys where, um, Tony, I'm giving you limited power of attorney to sell my car. Right. So you could limit the power of attorney, in scope or duration I've given people power of attorney when I when I've gone out of town okay you have the power of attorney to do banking for me while I'm out of town but it ends you know Friday at midnight so hopefully they don't they don't clean me out by Friday midnight no. right <laughs> but but I mean so if you're concerned like first of all if you're concerned about who you're giving power of attorney to then you shouldn't be giving power of attorney to that person oh exactly okay we also have uh, something here, at least in Ohio, we have the ability to make the power of attorney what we call springing, hmm. which says, Tony, I'm going to sign this document today and give you power of attorney for me, Excellent. but it doesn't spring into effect until I become disabled. Oh. So wh- while I'm alive and competent, you're, you're not the power of attorney, but if I become disabled, then you step up. Right. So some people are concerned, you know, the kids might clean them out. So, you know, mo- our power attorney says, look, between a husband and wife, it's immediate. So Connie could go sign my name. I could go sign her name. But after that, who's ever secondary, it's springing. So uh, I, don't, I think we have my brother on there, secondary. So, you know, if and when I became disabled, then and if Connie wasn't available, then Tony uh, my brother could step up and do whatever he needs to do. So so there's a ways of, you know, kind of quashing those fears that somebody's going to clean you out. Yeah, I got right? excited
0: when you said or, Tony there.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, the other thing is you could give him power of attorney just over a certain bank account, right? So maybe you say, look, I want him to pay bills. and I know, look, I only got, I won't say only, but I got 20 grand in this account. So worst case scenario, he can clean me out for 20 grand. But, you know, so I, I mean... Again, if you don't trust a person, you really shouldn't give them a power of attorney, but right. uh, in certain situations, you know, when we do trust work, it's different. We can actually appoint people, which we call trust protectors or trust advisors. So uh, like in some of our trusts say, look, before the trustee makes any move in excess of a hundred grand, they got to go get, talk to the law office and the law office has to sign off. That makes sense. Right, so the, so nobody's like you know just going buying a Ferrari. So right. I guess you probably couldn't get a Ferrari for a hundred grand. But <laughs> um, so there's thing there's protections in there. So the peace of mind package will give you the will, the healthcare power of attorney, the living will. So let's talk a little bit different there. So the living will is kind of misnamed, I think. The living will says, Doc, if I'm ever in this in this situation where I'm terminally ill and permanently unconscious, I don't want to be hooked up the machines. I'm telling you, this is what I want. Okay, don't ask my wife, don't ask my brother. This is what I want. So that's the living will, like a medical directive. Yes, and then the the, the counterpart to that is the healthcare power of attorney. So if you if you let's say you say I'm not going to sign the living will, I'm just going to leave it up to my wife. So the healthcare power of attorney does a few things. The healthcare power of attorney says, look, she can make that ultimate decision, or like there's some decisions that are not the ultimate decision. Like I'm in a car accident, I'm unconscious, they need to operate, I got a ruptured spleen, okay, go ahead and operate. So so the healthcare power attorney can cover both. They could cover the non, you know, final decisions or anything in between. So, but if you sign the living will and a healthcare power attorney, uh, so that the final decision on the living will, your, your w- living will is going to govern, right? And then um, everything else will be... Done through the healthcare power of attorney, and we also have added um, a HIPAA release. So the HIPAA rules are the the rules about whether they who can get access to your medical records. So you you think that would that that would just have been part of the healthcare right. power of attorneys? Yeah. but it's a whole another document now. So does that sound odd? Look, like yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, could you can end my life, but you can't look what's in my chart. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? what's <laughs>
1: so. Um, HIPAA releases and so those those are pretty important and then of course the, the durable power of attorney you know ours is um, you know in the typical ones you'll see in the form stars are you know three four five pages long ours is it's like twenty five pages long I mean there's so much that goes on financially in your life that um, here again in Ohio there's our statute has provisions which we call hot powers I think there's eight of them maybe nine now that if they're not specifically mentioned in your power of attorney, that you don't have those powers. So the typical ones you see online, they're not going to have all that stuff mentioned. So we want to make sure it's, a, you know, we call it, you need to have a powerful power of attorney because um, there's some things you're going to be doing. Could be trying to do Medicaid planning and gifting and uh, having to move assets around in order to qualify for Medicaid and the typical power of attorney, will not let you, most power attorneys for gifting and things like that will limit the gift to uh, whatever the IRS says you can gift in a year. Sure. So maybe it's 15 grand. Well, look, we need to move 200 grand out of their name. Yeah. So so you just want to make sure you know we're doing it right. So we have this peace of mind package. Uh, if you call our office, we'll send you a little brochure and might even be on our website. It might be on our law firm website, AnselmoLaw.com. Um, or you could call our office at Two one six four eight five ten forty, and uh, talk to Regina. We'll get you a package out there. Uh, meanwhile, we're gonna have um, Aaron's gonna put up those splash pages on the on the healthcare power attorneys so that people can access to. That we will do those for for free for people. So
0: yeah, and that's peace of mind. I love that, but that's P E A C E peace, right? And make sure you get that spelled correctly. It makes a difference. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, 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 right. Not just yeah,
0: yeah. So, but seriously, a lot of my family members have gone through this. I've seen it with my uh, my mom and my grandparents, and now my wife's dad. And it, it's just you have to have this stuff organized ahead of time uh, because it's a real mess if you don't do something in advance, uh, wouldn't you say?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean. It- you never know when you're going to go. I, I lost a, a cousin, very close cousin, last week, and it was kind of strange. We the funeral was uh, outdoors; like they brought the body outside in the casket. Wow! And you drove by and said your really the prayers, and
0: that's weird. I mean, that's yeah, different.
1: yeah. It's kind of, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, but you know, there's a lot of times when uh, the end is unexpected. Or people, you know, people die in car crashes and motorcycle accidents or just, you know, something unexpected like a heart attack. So not everyone has uh, time to say their goodbyes. So uh, so it's important to get the documents done. It's important to let someone know where the documents are at. Because <laughs> we, we had one last week. Uh, just yesterday I talked to someone like, I swear she did a will, but we can't find it. What do we do? So, again, we're going to have to go through that procedure where, we you know, we're going to assume there's no will. So... And then, you know, generally everything will just go to the wife and the children. So, yeah. But, you know, why go through all that? You know, for, yeah. you know, you could, again, call our office and, and, and just get it done. So.
0: Well, exactly. And it's been a great discussion. I mean, obviously, estate planning, there's a lot to it. But, you know, powers of attorney, medical power of attorney, financial power of attorney, wills, living wills. Um, estate planning, legacy planning, what you want to go where and when. I think it's hugely important to do all that in advance because if you don't, you're leaving your loved ones with a bad situation because, like you say, no one knows. But I know you're offering a complimentary consultation for people to come in and get started on a plan, and you can talk to them about where they're at, see where they're at, and what their needs are, right? Why don't you let our listeners know how they can do that?
1: Sure. Uh, you call our office, our law office, at 216 485 1040. And that website's Um uh, If you go to brooksidetax.com, there's links that, you know, that'll cross reference you over to the other website if you need to. So either way, just get a hold of us and we'll be glad to do it for you.
0: All right. Thanks, Chris and listeners. That does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo.